Welcome to a Better You For You podcast. This is episode one. We're finally here. We've done it. And I have to give a special thank you to my amazing guest today, um, a near and dear friend, someone that um, I've truly grown to love as a sister. And that's a true inspiration in my life, Miss Candice Green. Thank you for having me. No problem. Now, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are, what you do, the many titles that you hold. You know what? I like to think that I have nine lives, so it depends on which part of that you want to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Just... Just give the people what you think they would want to know about you. How about that? Okay, sure, definitely. Um, So I guess I'll start with the thing that is most leading, which would be my professional career. I am the Director of Operations Real Estate for a boutique real estate firm that's based out of Michigan, and I oversee the assets in the Chicago portfolio. So what exactly does that mean? That means that I oversee high-rise communities in the downtown area of Chicago, and completely in control of the operations, asset management, and a team of about 40 people. Right? That's the boring stuff, but that pays the bills. (laughs) (laughs) On a more, you know, fun side, I am Mm -hmm. the owner and founder of Endace LLC, also known as Endace Boutique. And Mm -hmm. we are a boutique fashion destination for women that love to dress lavishly. That is our tagline located in Schaumburg, Illinois, and a mother of two amazing, beautiful daughters, Eden and Elise, wife to Jeremy, and of course, very proud member of Alpha, Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And I think that's about it. That's, that's you know, that's the, the easy way in to Candace Green. <laughs> Ease on in. <laughs> But let me let me first before we even start asking questions and stuff, let me congratulate you on your Trailblazer Award. You will be receiving what this upcoming weekend, right? Um, yeah. For Black Women in Business, it's a it's a gala that's happening in Chicago, right? It is. So Boss Chicks United is having their first annual gala in LaGrange, Illinois, March 5th, 2022. And I am being awarded with the Trailblazer Award. I was incredibly shocked and I'm extremely honored to be there and celebrate as we uplift our black women and definitely give everyone their flowers while we are here. That's one thing that I think is really important. So I'm happy that that's happening. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, yeah, no problem. Huge congratulations to you. And you know, I, I love your boutique. I've I've shopped several pieces. And let me tell you guys, when you put these clothes on, man, you feel like a million <laughs> bucks. And when, Thank you. like, I recently went to, um, of course, when we could go out, um, we went to a Christmas party for my job, and you know, I had on one of the pieces, and. I can't tell you how many compliments I received just walking into the building and then just interacting with coworkers. So keep up the amazing work um, because I love the pieces. I know I need to uh, gather some more because I'll be going on a trip pretty soon. So, you know, I'm always come to you for when it's time to look snazzy and jazzy. 
Yes, I love to hear it. I'm, I'm loving the positive feedback, definitely. And we appreciate your business, Tamaya. You are one of the VIP clients at End Days. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys so, so much. Now, let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. So, with everything that you're doing, you, you, you have the job where you're a director of operations. I don't know. I don't even know how you can just manage a day. You know, you're working with what you said, 40, 40 people. Yeah. I oversee a team of 40, 40 people. That's 40 different personalities that you have to, to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, um, I know you have those those tough days, like, you know, first of all, you know, just going to work sometimes can just be a headache in itself. And then you're a mother. So, you know, what are some things that you do to make it through those tough days? Like, do you sit down? I know you like to write as well. So do you, you know, take a minute to, you know, write down your feelings or of what's going on? Um, you know, do you take the time to I know we we exchange uh, Bible verses and scriptures every now and then. So, you know, what are some things that you do to make it through those tough days? Sure. So um, one thing that I would say that I do to really keep me grounded when those days become more challenging than other days, right? Because of course, when you do have a lot on your plate, you walk into every day expecting some level of challenge, but when it's out of the norm and, you know, just unusually more challenging than any other, you Mm -hmm. know how I am. I like to check in with my support system, you being one of those number one people on that list. Um, To your point, definitely writing, checking in with myself, understanding Mm -hmm. what the what the goals are for the day right and what are the actionable items that it's going to take to get me to those goals and then Mm -hmm. what stressors can I set aside for a later time and what stressors can I come back to because obviously if the kids are at daycare and I'm at the office it's no use in me stressing about uh, and told me that they're having a recital on Thursday and it's Monday (laughs) right Right. no use trying to plan that out in that moment right compartmentalize that and we'll get back to it so considering that I do have a lot in front of me I just try to really compartmentalize and then if I notice myself needing some more time and attention to just really honoring that and honoring that space and taking the time to check in and even slow down even if it's just like a five minute pause it really does do a lot to rejuvenate and refocus I definitely agree with that 100%. Um, because especially with the climate of, you know, what's going on in the world today. Um, and um, I think we talked about this as well uh, with, um, you know, several people recently committing suicide. Um, I honestly think that people don't take the time out for themselves. And then on top of that, um, we can often... Um, look to others for validation and what we are doing in life. So what I usually, you know, say to you and say to others is, you know, you always have that support system that's there for you. So if all these other people, you really shouldn't be too concerned about, you should be focusing on you, 
um, you know, um, congratulate yourself, celebrate the small victories, the large ones, whatever you get through for, you know, that particular day, for that particular week, whatever you set aside as a goal, you know, if you accomplish it, um, you know, you're working your way towards it, you know, take a moment to, you know, celebrate that. And um, it's, it's just, the world today is just, it's just crazy. And, you know, even with, I, I mean, you were in beauty pageants as well. And, you know, two, um, two recent people, ladies, young ladies that participated in beauty pageants, you know, took their own lives. One was very unfortunate. Um, she actually uh, jumped from a building um, in New York and she lost her life. And then there was one recently, I think she was Miss Alabama. And mm-hmm. um, she she had a situation to where it was somewhat similar to the to the one in New York. So I'm like, okay, you know, is is this really going on? But I mean, you just never know what people are going through. So do you have any any thoughts on that? You know what I do? Um, so especially with Chesley Chris, the former Miss USA 2019 that did right. unfortunately take her life. Um, that really did hit home for me. Um, mm-hmm. It also hit home for a lot of women that I know, especially okay. in the pageant industry, because mm-hmm. we all live similar lives, right? Right. Like with the pandemic, everyone's wearing a mask. That's what you do when you go outside. But in right. pageantry, we wear this mask with a mask that show up. And it allows mm-hmm. you to when you mm-hmm. be at the mental space because, again, you have that goal, right? Right. Despite it's like, I have to reach this goal. It's necessary. This is a completely off day, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to wear this mask. Appearance. I am my time, donate resources to maybe less fortunate than I am, and I'm smile. And I'm also mm-hmm. going to show up for the organization that I may belong to or part of to make sure my personal mission is accomplished. Right. However, the right. side of that is when we and we don't have those support systems or like Chesley support system in maybe when it was a little bit too late. Okay. We miss out on that piece of checking in with ourselves. And I'll just kind of speak on myself personally, just to kind of rip the Band-Aid off. Um, I am certainly one that has struggled with depression and anxiety in ten. Um, and it is a it is a, a place where you will have moments of paralysis, or I have had moments of paralysis where you cannot function, you want to do a sleep, but then you have these other moments where you're like, I have to get up and I have to show up. I have to do this for whatever the reason may be or whatever your role may be inside you can just get a point where you're just screaming you know it's just just right just right, relieve right. me stress and anxiety I think that one of the more important factors and I posted about this on Facebook earlier I think that when you think of someone taking their life Really, it's saying that I see me 
and I don't feel that you hear me. And I, mm -hmm. these things that I'm doing really. And so once the person leaves this earth, you have these accolades and you have these streets right. that are being named after people and right. you have these awards that are being given and you have these scholarships that are being named after people and you have these memories and the kind words and people who maybe never acknowledged you in your waking life, they now acknowledge you. Right. But maybe when that person was here, just maybe if you would have taken that time to express some of that gratitude for them as a being and right. some of the kindness and the admiration that you have for them, we would probably have a taking such drastic measures to relieve mm -hmm. themselves from pain because they would tangibly know that there are people that are, are missing them when they're not around and would miss them if they were permanently not around. And then I think the other component of it, too, is to realize, like my grandma used to say, ain't none but a feeling and feelings change. <laughs> and so just to kind of make light of the situation um, and of, of the loss of life, but to just make light of just these feelings that we have, these emotions that we have, they change. I even know that personally I've had, I've been in very dark places myself where it's mm -hmm. like, if I stayed in that dark place, if the phone hadn't rung, if the girls been distracting me or whatever, mm -hmm. a, a decision or a choice could be made that may be irreversible because now you've gotten in a different space and that feeling then changed. And right. from my personal experience with it, um, because I did lose my sister-in-law to suicide as well, mm -hmm. here in April, I find that when those types of steps are taken, they're taken right. in that extreme moment of despair, not realizing that if a minute or an hour or a day later, you would have shifted that emotion and wouldn't have had to take such a drastic measure that's irreversible. Right. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's the that's the excellent way to put it. I mean, I've, I've never honestly thought about that, but you know, um, when you when you lay it out like that is 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 perfect. That's the the way to think about it. Um, so, being in the pageant industry, do you think there should be resources in place for these young ladies when it comes to depression, anxiety, um, like some type of mentorship to where they can talk about you know what they're possibly facing and um, get some sort of guidance on to properly handle it as opposed to, you know, going to the extreme. So what I will say is that pageants in general, typically there's some level of platform base that the pageants align themselves with and the young women that compete in pageants align themselves with. find that people have a platform, whether it be um, you know, the American, uh, what, what is it, a Red Heart Association or if somebody yeah. is aligning themselves with domestic violence awareness, anti-gun violence awareness, suicide mm -hmm. prevention. We do have people that have platforms dedicate their time to missions such as this, you know, depression and anxiety awareness and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But I think that the pageant industry as a whole, Mm -hmm. It is built off of, off of so much extreme pressure, mm. influence, 
and visibility that it really is up to that individual Uh to align themselves with people that are their support system outside of pageantry because you have to like really pull the layers back right so what is pageantry pageantry is like a showcase of elite fit educated women right and Mm -hmm. you're all on the same stage you're all competing for that one goal that's extreme pressure so you have to make sure that you have your own personal support system that is going to keep you grounded because if you get caught up in the pressure and you get caught up in the naysayer because there's always a naysayer no matter of course of course right (laughs) no matter how small the 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 pageant or large usa universe there's always a naysayer so you have to make sure that you arm yourself with the tools and the resources in in terms of the people the therapist to keep you grounded so that way you don't feel so suffocated by some of the what 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 word am i looking for basically in pageantry you have to always be on right and we know that's not real life but sometimes when you're in pageantry and you're in motion you get caught up in and being all of the time and you sometimes discount the need to have that support system or checking in with yourself so just to kind of bring it all back um i do think that the organizations the ones that I know of and the ones that I've been a part of, they do value the women that compete in their Again, Mm -hmm. it's not just all frivolously doing a bikini competition. Like pageant girls do have a purpose and a reason and a platform. However, I still think that the onus is on the individual to make sure that they have what they need. So that way Mm -hmm. their self does not suffer. That's just like saying if somebody's playing an NBA, right? You're a baller, to my right. you, you know, somebody's not going to say, oh, well, you know, LeBron is X, Y, Z, and we have to make sure we have all the resources for LeBron. No, exactly. LeBron's got to get out here and play this game. So it's up for <laughs> LeBron oh, his to do what's necessary. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And not to take any onus away from the NBA, because obviously, you know how when things happen, you know, the organization that you're involved with they sometimes take some of the backlash right when things go south right but right. i think it even more so play a role with that individual where they should have their team lined up horses mm-hmm. and people and then mm-hmm. also to know am i mentally able to going to look like for me and do I really want to be in that magnitude of a spotlight? Can my mental health stand that? And if right. the answer is maybe, don't do it. Exactly. If the answer is no, it shouldn't even be a thought. Exactly. So. Exactly. I agree 100%. Um, so, in, let's see, how long have we known each other? It's been seven years. Yeah. Yeah, it's going on seven years since 2016. Yeah, so, um, and I will say you've overcame a lot, you know, just sitting here and observing and from our many conversations. Um, and all that you've faced in the past, 
I'll just say three years. How did it contribute to who you are today? With all the adversity, the the challenges you face, how did it all contribute to who you are today? Honestly, it depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it really depends on the day because the last three years have been very taxing on a lot of different levels. Um, Right. Also been some of the best years of my life, but also some of the 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 hardest, most painful. So I think it depends on the day, right? Um, if there's a moment where I'm in this space of just not feeling like the trials and tribulations can make me feel very heavy. Mm-hmm. But if it's one of those days where it's like, okay, I'm moving and shaking, I got things to do, you know, very strategically right. minded and very focused, feel unstoppable, right? Um, right. And, and one of those things that is, I'll just kind of jump right into it. One of the most challenging and painful experiences within the last years was the loss of my baby brother, Aaron, who passed. Right second of 2021 and so I never imagined that I would be able to do life without my baby brother because we were so close each other's best friends right extreme personality Sagittarius you already know we get together (laughs) you know what I mean that's my baby right so you can can imagine right so I never thought I would be able to do life without my baby brother. I never even thought that that would be a thing, right? I mean, right. you know, I have another brother, Devin. He and I are very tight. I would never imagine doing life without... I, I would never imagine doing life without my people. So when I right. lost my brother, it really changed me in so many ways and still mm-hmm. to this day, and it, and it will continue to change me because he right. will not come back in the physical form, right? But right. how I show up today is just a reminder of how resilient I can be and mm-hmm. how no matter what, you just keep moving. I mem- I remember many, many years ago, because I used to think I was a rapper, right? <laughs> I, was growing up, I used to think I was a rapper. I wrote this song. I think this was like 05 or something, you know. Wow. So that's yeah. recent. That, no, 05. 05. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but, still that, but still that's kind of recent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 05. So yeah, you could, you could probably release that song today. It might go platinum. So you, you, I might don't need know. To, you might need to hold on to that. But one thing that I said <laughs> in that rap was, it said, um, I'm trying to keep it moving, whatever it takes to make it shake from city to city, making sure I stay pretty. So <laughs> I think that Whoa. I truly live by and embody that because you have to keep it moving, whatever exactly. it takes to make it shake and make sure you stay pretty. And what that means is not only on the outside, but on the inside. Are you pretty mm-hmm. with the people that you come in contact with? Are you pretty with the people that show up for you? And then on the outside, are you making sure that no matter what you face, it doesn't break you? Right. And then again, to bring that pageantry element back in, 
that, hey, if you have the mental capacity and the stamina and the wherewithal to continue to show up, you continue mm -hmm. to show up. So I think that's how I do it. But again, it's on a it's on a day to day basis, never taking like too many chunks at a time, but really. I need to write that line down somewhere. <laughs> And you need to go ahead and release that song, man. You can make sure, go and get some streaming numbers up in there. Put your own title, Apple Music, Spotify, get some get some revenue in there, man. And then the way you said it, you don't even realize how you said that line. You said it with so much swag, like, yeah, this is me. This is how I do it. And I believed it a thousand percent. So yeah, go ahead and make that that song happen. Uh, I can get Terry to uh, bring a, a beat over to you, and you can you can go and do your song, and we can get it out there for the people, and make that happen. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but man, um, I feel like we need to do a part two of this because you've provided such great information for for so many individuals out there that's probably going through something that you know they're afraid to express to you know family friends because you know we all have that element like we're afraid of being judged by you know some of the people that we may talk to but I mean you you dropped some gems today and I truly appreciate you for your time and your effort because I know you're a busy woman based on everything that you told us earlier. And I know you got two beautiful, pretty girls to get to, Candy Jr. and Candy Jr. Jr. Yes, people, <laughs> these kids look just like her. Just like her. Everything from from how they act, they, they are definitely a reflection of their mother. Um, uh, Candace, I can't, I can't thank you enough for, for everything that you provided today. Um, Anything else you want to say before we before we wrap up episode one? Before we wrap up episode one, what I would like to say is please, 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 if you've taken the time to listen to this podcast, please like, follow, and share it because Tamaya is definitely doing something <laughs> that a lot of us want to do, but maybe have that fear and are not doing it and she's stepping out in faith and she's reaching out to real people so that we can open up these conversations with people and really just provide another level of not only a resources a wealth of knowledge and an extremely genuine person and if you do nothing else share this support her and just get with it because I do believe this podcast is going to be highly su successful and that would be the last thing that I have to say is support Tamaya in her movement with this podcast and well, you should hit it. the like button right now <laughs> and, and the share button <laughs> but Candace thank you again for your time you know I love you huh, to the moon and back you've always been supportive um, you know, I'll always hold you down, 10 toes down. Um, but I would like to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, any comments, questions, hit me up. Let me know what you think. 
what do you want me to cover in the future? We we can get that going. If you want Candace to come back for another episode or another 10 episodes, we can make that happen as well. But I thank you all for your time. That's the wrap on episode one of A Better You For You. Thanks, guys. Thank you.